Thank you for that wonderful time of worship. Today we is the second Sunday of the month and we normally celebrate, remember the Lord's sacrifice. We take communion on this day. So we want to prepare our hearts and what a wonderful preparation our time of worship and singing was this morning. So I want to thank uh, thank you all, the church body that you you swung into such action uh, yesterday and and previous the days preceding uh, Pat's funeral, her memorial service. But it was a wonderful time of of worship and praise to God, and I pray a great comfort to the family. Uh, we love you guys so much, and uh, and you're so so very right. Uh, we are experiencing the loss with you, and uh, it's it's just it leaves a hole here, and uh, we'll be. I, I'm very confident that this church body will be praying for you all and uh, and holding you before the throne of grace in these days as you uh, grieve through your loss. And at the same time, I know that you're rejoicing that Pat is in the arms of her loving Savior and in such bliss that it's hard for us to imagine. Uh, but we, we, we celebrate that as well. Uh, so, uh, and what uh, what a wonderful thing that we get to take communion service. We get to remember the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we get to uh, to put our attention uh, to Him, to whom all glory and honor and praise belongs, uh, for His great love for us, and for the mighty power and work of his salvation. Uh, for we know that this is not all that there is, that uh, there is a day, a wonderful day of glory in which uh, we will be reunited with those, uh, uh, reunited with those that have gone before us. And we take hope in the, uh, the word of our Lord we take confident hope in the word of our Lord that we will one day uh, get to see our beloved Pat again and get to be in her presence, but in such greater glory in our home with the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're just passing through here, folks. You know, just, it's just passing through. But our home is with Jesus. Home is with the Lord. And uh, we, we long for Him, increasingly we long for Him as, as our loved ones uh, pass and, and, uh, and we, we see the, the sorrow, uh, the difficulty, the, the trouble in this world. Um, God draws our heart to our home and draws it to the Lord Jesus Christ. But we long for that day when the Lord's kingdom will come and His will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, and the creation groans. It groans for 
uh, for God to make uh, things right in his creation. And we have the message. And the message is that our Lord Jesus uh, did that work of mighty salvation to redeem us to himself. And uh, this morning I want to just address a few things in regard to our escape uh, from Adam 1. Uh, our escape from this issue of the problem of sin uh, for the, the sorrow and the reason that uh, there is so much sorrow here, uh, but because of, of Christ and his work and because we can escape from that uh, transgression of mankind against his creator, uh, then we can celebrate with great joy this morning as we take communion. I want to speak to you about our escape from uh, the death that he has brought, uh, but let me uh, lead us in a word of prayer first. Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful for your great mercies. Uh, Lord, we rejoice in our salvation. We rejoice in your great love for us that you have lavished upon us your grace, poured out your love into our hearts, and given to us your Holy Spirit. And God, we ask that in your great mercy that you would grant this morning for uh, your presence, for your Spirit to work in your people, to illumine us through the truth of your Word, uh, to free us, Lord God, to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, and remember Him uh, by communion this morning and to remember His great sacrifice, that He has paid the full penalty for our sins, that everything that was an offense to you has been taken away by the Lamb of God who took our place on the cross of Calvary and for the wages of our sin and death, He paid the full penalty to give to us eternal life. We celebrate that eternal life this morning with great joy and glory in knowing that we will be with you, our God and Creator, forever. And with those who love you and are loved by us, we will one day be in your presence and theirs in great glory. Teach us, Lord, your words of life that we may walk in obedience to you as your people, and that we may glorify our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we may with great boldness speak the gospel to all who will hear as you draw those to yourself who may be redeemed and come to know uh, the mercy and grace that have been shed abroad through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in His glorious name that we pray and ask these things this morning as very needy people, Lord. Amen. Well, um, there's a, a couple of keys that, that we have come to in our studies in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5 there, and we've come into Romans chapter 6 and entered into the, the keys to, to living the Christian life as expressed through the gospel. And the, the key to, to living and actually experiencing and moving uh, 
actually beyond uh, our justification and into the areas of sanctification. Uh, and, and that has to do with, with uh, the, uh, the glory that the Spirit of Christ would work into us in, in living a, a godly life. Um, God, our Lord Jesus Christ, His intention was uh, to, uh, to, to ascend to heaven and to send His Holy Spirit to indwell His people. And so the Scripture says that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that Christ in you is the source of godliness. It's the source of power. And it's what we looked at in Romans chapter 5, that there's this lineage under Adam from which sin and death came and was imputed to our accounts. We didn't do anything for it. Adam... Uh, committed the transgression, and because of his transgression, that sin was imputed to mankind. And when Jesus Christ came, we didn't do anything for His righteousness either, but God took that righteousness and imputed it to our account. And that's the glory that we looked at in Romans chapter 5. So here we're, we're, we're coming into the Apostle Paul's teaching and the Holy Spirit's teaching through the Apostle Paul that the source of our life, what it means for Christ to dwell in you, is that that Spirit that Jesus Christ, when He ascended into heaven uh, and sat at the right hand of the Father and He sent the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to indwell believers, that's the power that's the source of grace by which we may not only know the forgiveness of the penalty of our sin and the, uh, the forgiveness uh, for the guilt of our sin, but the power over the indwelling sin in our Adamic nature. So Adam 1 is put to death by God's grace through faith in the work that Jesus Christ did for you. So what that means is that God forensically, lawfully sees you as having, been, as having died in Christ for the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All His work, there's no work that you do for your salvation. It was done by Jesus Christ for you. And our Exercise is the exercise of faith. It's the law of faith. And that law of faith not only goes from our justification for the penalty of our sins, but it goes to in, in relation to that struggle that we have in the power of sin in our lives because of our flesh, that fleshly nature of Adam. So before we, we come to to what Jesus Christ proclaimed to us, that He would resurrect us from the grave, then we have this conflict between the Adamic nature, that which in our flesh is dead, and that which has, as God has given to us by His Spirit and created that life within us, that new life, new spiritual life within us. And they're going to contend with one another. They're going to contend with one another. But the source of godliness for you is by God's grace 
through God, through faith in what Jesus Christ did for you. Jesus Christ is the source uh, and the power in your life over godliness. Apart from that, you're not going to have anything other than religious legalism. Trying to keep certain laws and rules and do certain things before God to, to win His favor. Want favor that's already been won for you in Jesus Christ. So it is the law of faith that affects the power of God's salvation through Jesus Christ in God's people. That's the bottom line, absolute truth in regard to sanctification in our lives. It is by God's, just like justification, having been justified by, uh, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also um, obtained access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. It's glorious that God has given to us a source of righteousness because in our fleshly nature, in Adam 1, we needed that release. But I want you to know that the Scripture teaches very clearly in Galatians chapter 5 that the flesh wars against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. So what's going on within you and that struggle is to be expected by believers. And we are, we are to recognize that in my flesh is no good thing. That in that old Adamic nature, it's not to be reformed. It's not to be, uh, it, 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 we're not to take that and, and to, to make it presentable to God. The scripture tells us that we have been crucified with Christ because it was necessary. Because there's no good thing in the flesh. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. None, no, not one. None that does good. None that understands. None that seeks after God. The whole list of those things, the Apostle Paul, and it's the, it's the foundation, the stepping stone to understand and to enter in and take access into this grace by faith in which we stand. It's wonderful what God has done for us. Glorious. The love of God. And the Apostle Paul in Philippians, he prays that, that we might be rooted and grounded in love, that we would be able to comprehend the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of Christ and, and to know and to embrace the, the loving kindness that God has expressed to us. To know that source of life that comes from Him is to know freedom. In Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, If the Son, if I shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. No man comes to the Father except through me. I am the way and the truth and the life. So Jesus answered in John 3 3 and said to him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. You must be born again. You must be born in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're born in Jesus Christ by calling upon His name. By calling upon the Savior. And He's merciful and glorious to hear. It's kind in His mercies. And I don't care how deep and how dark your sins have been. His mercy and His loving kindness and His expression 
And that expression of his love to you on the cross of Calvary is sufficient for the darkness of the darkest sin. Christ expressed love on the cross of Calvary and we celebrate that this morning as we take communion. So, the Scripture tells us that we're to know the source of our life and our position in Christ and that we're to put off our Adamic nature and to put on Christ's nature. It's a glorious thing. And again, I I want to thank you for the many expressions that have have been made this week for for how the body of Christ, and it's it's how it works, the Holy Spirit, as He gifts different people in different ways, and as He he calls us to follow after Jesus, who served and, and gave His life a ransom for many, and that attitude, that spirit, that knowledge of of God's love for us is expressed in and through us as the body functions, as we love the Hager family, and as we express, as Jesus Christ expressed through us His love for, 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 and, and, and love for our church body, for, for others. So He calls us to love to put off the Adamic nature and to put on the nature of Christ. So let this mind be in us, which was in our our Lord Jesus. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He he made Himself poor for your sake. He, He left His glory and took upon Himself flesh to serve and to express this great love for you. Put off the Adamic nature and put on Jesus Christ. That you put off concerning the former conduct and the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That's what the, the, the word expressed to us. It expresses that we're to put off and put on. It's like being clothed. And, and this is just an expression of faith, right? It's an expression of the Lord Jesus Christ saying, put on my righteousness. Well, how do you do that? It's like we're clothed in Christ's righteousness. Well, the Holy Spirit does that. It's done by faith. Because we have access into this grace that God has given us in the eternal life that Jesus Christ has given us by faith. So we put it on. It's not putting someone on. Sometimes that's what Christianity is, isn't it? It's like, oh, you're putting me on. But but no, this is putting on Christ Jesus. It's it's wearing by faith His righteousness through the, the work of the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And it's, it's the, the wonderful privilege that we have, but we so often don't uh, take, take uh, by faith that opportunity and plunge into the depths of what that, that truth means to us. That we may put on Christ Jesus. You say, well, how do you do that? Well, it's by faith. By faith that we do it. So, uh, so what do I do? Uh, you know, because it is true that the old man, which grows corrupt, it keeps growing corrupt, it grows and grows and doesn't stop growing to according to the deceitful lust. It's interesting to me that, that Nicodemus and, when, and who Jesus was addressing there, 
there was uh, religious flesh, religious fleshliness. Uh, and in that religious fleshliness, there's a, in, in the flesh this, this desire, but it's deceitful desire toward religion and toward works and toward the flesh uh, doing uh, what, what it was necessary for the transformation of our heart and life to do through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus said, you must be born again. There's not an option for us. Because the reality is that our lust is deceitful. And sometimes religion is diabolical. And when we talk about religion by the, 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 the energy of the flesh, it becomes diabolic. And, uh, and we saw that in the Gospels to our Lord Jesus Christ. It was religious people that crucified Him. And so often, uh, even within the body of Christ we see that the trouble comes from, from inside. It's terrible. But, but that's the fleshly nature, and, and there's a diabolical and deceitful nature of lust within us. So we can turn away from bad things and turn to, uh, to uh, religious things and, and become uh, really terrible people uh, because it's done in the flesh and not in the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, not having put on the new man, but trying to do through the flesh what God must do and, and our Lord Jesus Christ must do through us and His spirit must do in us. It's that, from that source that the works must come. So through faith in Christ, the, the works of God is being done in the people of God, or it's not being done at all. It's just another facet of, of mankind's in the Adamic nature expression of religion. But salvation and sanctification by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone is the source of our life. God's word declares that we are dead in Christ. That that you have that the fleshly nature has been put to death. You say, "Well, my fleshly nature it, it doesn't feel dead." Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's, it's good to see you, all brother Carol. So such a blessing. <laughs> so we're, we're so glad you could be with us yesterday and today. Um, so God's word declares that you're dead, and, and yet, uh, but, but what do we believe? What is reality? Is it God's word, or is it our experience, what we feel, or, or how, how we uh, perceive things? You know, if you made that choice, because there's a decision that we make, because either God's word is true, or sometimes our experience is true. I don't feel dead. But God says that what He has done in Jesus Christ is that He has forensically placed you in Him, that you're seated in Jesus Christ in heavenly places right now, this very moment. So is God's Word true or is what we feel and, th- and what we think we feel and, and what we perceive as reality to be true? What's, what's, what's the truth there? Uh, and, you know, God's, His Word is true. And, and that truth, we can, we can take confidence in it. We can depend upon it. We can 
we can rely and, and lay hold of it. There's the old me that's been uh, put on the cross knowing this, that our old Adamic self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. So what's the purpose? According to Romans, we're going to get into these verses later, but the old Adamic nature, the old Adamic self has been crucified with Jesus Christ. It's what God has declared about you. So when that that fleshly nature troubles you, what do you do? Well, I confess my sins. Okay? Because God says, His Word says, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, I believe by faith that God's going to clean that filthy uh, fleshly nature, fleshly areas of sin out of my life, that He'll do that work. And so I put my eyes upon Him, knowing that in my Adamic nature I'm not going to change myself, but by the power of God's grace through faith, God is going to change me. And I believe what His Word says, that He's going to cleanse my life from sin, from filthy sin, that I might walk in righteousness before Him. And then we lay hold by, of, of the truth that His Spirit has been given unto us. And so, by faith, we ask, God, fill me with Your Spirit, because He commands us to be filled with His Spirit. By faith, I believe that God is filling me with His Spirit. And I don't feel it sometimes. I don't feel that way. Yet, I, by faith, lay hold of the reality that God, what He says about me. And does He not transform us? Does He not change our life? Does He not bring the, the glorious transformation of the Gospel to us? Our problem, my problem is that I don't long for it enough. Oh, that God's Spirit would create in His people a longing for the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. A longing for the nature of, of our Lord to be expressed in us because that's what He left us here for. That He crucified, He put that old nature <clears throat> in order that our body of sin might be done away with. That's, that's Paul, the apostle, speaking to us of the glory of the gospel and the intent of the gospel. That of the source of life that we have in Jesus, that we may put on His righteousness by faith and walk in a manner pleasing before our Lord and God. What an awesome thing that God has done in His expression of love for you. And He's drawing us. He, he desires for us to long for the right things, to value the right things, to look for uh, the love that has been shed abroad. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Do you know that? Do you know that? Because it's God's Word to you. This, the, the Apostle Paul teaches that you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's security. So, uh, there are things in our world today that are, that are pretty messed up and it's, it's pretty unstable out there. And, and all of these things that we attach to here uh, are pretty shaky. And that's the reality always. 
but the truth is that for you as a believer, that your life is hidden with God. And there ought to be a tremendous relief in the security of what that means. There's nothing that can happen outside of His will. His, his power is overall. He reigns sovereignly. And regardless of what happens with nature's, nations, they are as a, a grasshopper. The, the nations are like a drop in the bucket before our Lord and God. He is sovereign and powerful. And nothing can take place apart from, from His at least permitting these things to take place. But we are hidden in the cleft of the rock, in the glory of God's salvation. So we find our position then that uh, God's Word declares that we are dead in Christ and uh, the old Adamic nature is put away. And in our position in Jesus Christ, we are separated from our old Adamic nature. That's His declared Word. We're, we're positioned in Christ. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are, um, uh, we've died and we're hidden with Christ in God. That's reality. may not feel like it. Your experience may uh, declare something different. But the truth is that God's Word has spoken. And then we find uh, that in regard to that truth, that fact that we by faith put on or cast away or lay apart uh, that uh, fleshly nature. We put it off. So the idea of, of putting off means to cast it away, uh, lay it apart in Christ Jesus. We do that by His power. So uh, Ephesians 4.22 says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to those deceitful lusts. And then we come to uh, our condition. And, and by that uh, truth, by that reality, by faith, our manner of life transforms into Christ's godly image. My prayer is that I long for it more. And my prayer for you as the, as the body of Christ here at Grace Bible Church is that you long for that transforming power of the gospel to be expressed in your life. And if you're dull spiritually, if you're dry in your relationship with Christ, I want to challenge you uh, to stir your heart. Stir your heart for the love of, of Jesus Christ. Seek after the, the knowledge and the power and the truth of His Word. And know the value of it because it's His Word that has been spoken that it is necessary for us to order our steps in it. It's a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. They're glorious words of life for you. And He has granted unto us uh, to be, uh, be transformed by the power of that Word in our life. By believing that God's spoken Word is the reality. God's spoken word is truth. God's spoken word will accomplish exactly what he says his word will accomplish. God's word declares that we are spiritually alive in Jesus Christ. Embrace it. And the only way that we can embrace it is by faith. You can't fabricate it. You can't do it by the energy of, of your flesh. But call upon the name of the Lord. 
For in His name and in His power and through His grace is that salvation, that sanctification which is needful for us. The fact is that our new Christ-like nature, or new man, is alive in Christ. That's the fact. <clears throat> God's Word declares that we are spiritually alive. The fact is that our new Christ-like nature, or new man, is alive in Christ. And Romans 8.10 says, If Christ is in you, through, though your body is dead because of sin, Yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. May God's Spirit be alive in His people. May we know His grace and glorious nature. Galatians 3.27 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on, have clothed yourselves with Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of our our Lord and Savior. Colossians 3.10 says that and having put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, put on Christ by faith, uh, take up that which God has given to us through Christ Jesus and through his work on the cross of Calvary. Our position then is in our new birth. We are given a new identity, a new position in Christ Jesus. And the Spirit of God wants to release that in our lives. And that, in fulfilling the the will of our Father, uh, God's will in our lives, there will be that expression of Christ Jesus through each one of us. And we will function together according to the the gifting and the the work of the Holy Spirit that Jesus has sent to us. And it's, it's necessary, it's needful for us to have one another as God's people, because He's given to each one of us a a specific gift that's to function in the church body gloriously, to to represent in in His will the, the, the person of Jesus Christ. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Faith, we put on uh, the endowment uh, uh, the uh, array or, or uh, cloth, endue yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. And bless people. Bless them with, with the person of Christ through the Spirit of Christ living and working within you and drawing you to righteousness and goodness and justice and kindness and mercy and, and patience and all of the expression of the fruit of God's Spirit within God's people. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 13 verse 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lust. Make no provision for it. God desires to live in and through you. Ephesians 4.24 says, Put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Holiness of truth. Condition, our condition by faith in our God-declared position in Christ is that our manner of life transforms into His image. Oh, I see the Lord Jesus in you. I see the Lord Jesus in our church body. It was in action this week. In love for one another and the expression of kindness and, 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 and goodness and those things that honor Him. And I thank you for it. And I pray that we may grow in it. Grow in the power of God's strength 
in the might of his glory. Uh, Paul prays in Ephesians, uh, in Philippians, um, I don't know, Ephesians, that, uh, that God would, uh, according to the riches of his glory, strengthen you with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Ah, that's a great prayer. Would you pray that for me? And I'll pray it for you. I'll pray it for this church body. That He strengthens us with might by His Spirit in our bodies. In this dead and dying physical body, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell. The Holy Spirit comes to transform our lives to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's His will. So we can pray for it. We can pray for the expression of such things. I challenge you to stand firm, therefore, by fastening the belt of truth around your waist. And this is the belt of truth. It's the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ.